0: Right, everybody, what's going on? It's the ID84 Show live here from quarantine week 3,469. As always, to the left of me, Adam DeMallet. Hey
1: everybody.
0: It's uh, episode 152. We uh, got some sad news yesterday via email that a uh, a co-host that was with us throughout the entire quarantine will no longer be joining us on the show. The uh, late Ryan Glover, who passed away uh, yesterday afternoon... Um, God rest his soul. Tragic. Um, he didn't really, <laughs> didn't really die. Um, he he to the show he died. He uh, has to take some personal time. So we gave him the open invitation anytime he wants to come back and join us. He is more than welcome to. Um, but uh, he did gracefully get us some guests for tonight and next week. Tonight on the show, uh, scheduled, we have uh, author John Johnson, comedian Michi Hall, and rapper. Um, Magno Garcia. They said that right, Magno, right? I thought it was yeah. mango.
1: I, I want to say Magnum, like the condom, but I don't.
0: Yeah. I'm probably gonna call him Mango about 15 times tonight during I'm the I'm gonna
1: show. call him Magnum. I can already feel <laughs> like it's gonna happen. He said, yeah. Like, "Yeah, that's what I wear." And John Johnson, not to be confused with Don Johnson. <laughs> it's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, they definitely have different parents. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yes. So <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a week or so it's been a quite the week Has it has it really been quite the week oh you said you had some interesting stories there so no no i just i the minute
1: we started to live, i just see this thing pop up and i okay i'm just gonna. so apparently more than 200 naked inmates just escaped from a uganda prison
0: <laughs> why were they naked
1: <laughs> it says that uganda forces are searching for more than 200 naked prisoners okay. who escaped jail they broke into an armory stripped and fled into a remote wilderness. I don't know why they felt the need to strip.
0: Yeah. But well it is very it's very warm in Uganda and they I think they probably felt the need if they stripped then they probably weren't like fluorescent colored jumpsuits, right? Most like prisoners do that. Oh,
1: that's true. Okay, that's actually kind of smart
0: then. So they decide they're just going to run and you have a bunch of guys running naked in in the the jungles of Uganda. People probably they're, they're going to think they're a village like they probably have like still have villages with like tribes and stuff out there, right?
1: They can use their skin tone as camouflage. That's genius. (laughs) That's not even racist. That's them being
0: smart. Well, how long? Wait, how long ago did that happen?
1: Like uh, very recently, like the other day.
0: Oh, yeah. I was gonna say like now. I go well. Now is probably a bad time to do that because it's daytime over there, so they won't blend in as well. But.
1: Yeah, they took off their clothes to avoid being spotted in their distinctive yellow uniforms and ran into the foothills. Okay, it's
0: like I wrote the story. Like, oh, that makes there you sense. go. There it is. I mean, that's what that's I would perfect. do. We all seen the fugitive of the movie, right? With uh I love that movie. he like uh, he shaved and everything, and he cleaned himself up, and then he knew the places to go and everything like that. I mean, that's what I, if I ever broke out of jail, that's what probably what I would do. Yeah. What would you do if you broke out of jail? I would head to like I don't know where I would go. And I can
1: get out of the United States for sure.
0: We, it, no, not for sure, because that's the thing. Like, I would probably go to Canada or Mexico, but I think Mexico is probably more realistic. Um, but, but,
1: yeah, Mexico is realistic, but that's also more expected.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and you still got to so, cross a border, which, which kind of you know, raise a few eyebrows. You know, when you're crossing over, and they probably have a um, on the lookout for you, too, or what do they call that—be on a watch, be a bozo or something. They have this some kind of slang term a chance you could get a boat to Iceland? Uh, You could probably get a boat. I can see you, you could probably steal a boat. Um, You need funds, though, so we need someone to help you with this because boats eat a lot of gas.
1: Well, you, you'd have to be smart, and before you do this crime, have the money already prepped. Do you True. know what I mean?
0: You would have to do something like uh, Ben Affleck did in the, uh, the good old movie The Town where he had it set up and he took the train down to Florida, and he was just... Even because even if... You know, you're eventually going to get caught living in the United States because you figure everyone does. It could be 20 years from now. Even when you got caught, you know, they'll find you. 20 yep. years, 25 years from now, you're eventually going to get caught. Like you almost want to go to like a Central American country somewhere where like they're like on the low key old stuff. And like where your money can get stretched a very long time.
1: Yeah. something not like like Argentina where the Nazis made it. You know? Yeah,
0: like the, like the Nazis, exactly. You know why? Because it, 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 Argenti- they were the
1: most wanted in the world, and they made it. Some of them made it.
0: <laughs> well, because Argentina was con- was a was a colony sure. or a, uh, controlled by Italy for many many years, so they're obviously an ally of the uh, Germans. So uh, Hitler and the crew, well, not Hitler, Hitler's men go over there. I mean, you'll eventually get caught, but I mean, I would still do the I D eighty four show live from uh, <laughs> from the shelter. You think they could find me?
1: Yeah, they'd put a missile down your chimney.
0: They they'd would. find a way. <laughs> Even the Unabomber got caught, and that was 20 years ago. The 30 Although, years speaking, ago,
1: right? you just said not Hitler, but there is an actual conspiracy, and I don't rank it high, but I rank it higher than a lot of conspiracies, that okay. Hitler, it's more likely than not that he did die, but there is
0: some kind of evidence that he did escape. Well, he could have. I mean, he, he allegedly, did they find the woman? I mean, I guess, here's the thing. I guess if his people found them first, then... There's a good possibility that maybe he didn't die?
1: Well, the, the thing is, he was one of the very first people to have a body double. Ah. And the Russians were the ones who found his body, who got his body. Okay. And they didn't let us see it for, like, a long time. They kept his, like, skull and, like, body, like, in a bunker, basically locked up. Yeah. Like, and, like, like, we didn't Jesus. see anything of it. We just, they... Said he was dead And the, uh, DNA testing Was like Done on it Yeah But like There's there's no Like that was as of Like maybe five ten years ago But like There's no solid Confirmation That it's him This shit, That was a male in there
0: And a female So where they where's, where's his, Is he buried somewhere Or did they, they Fumigate him But they cremate him
1: I forget exactly What they did with the body But I know the Russians
0: Had the skull For like a long period of time Fucking Russians Are interesting people too They're, they're weird I, I, there was, I, bet, I bet there was at least one Russian guy that had sex with his skull. Because you know oh. those sick bastards over there in Russia.
1: Well, you know they fucked around. They probably stood over it and just shot their guns down at his corpse like a million times. I know I would.
0: Yeah. We surprisingly get a lot of Russian uh, people listening to the podcast, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Russia proper. Not like any of the uh, Soviet Union uh, countries like Kavaksistan. Because I don't think they have the internet access quite yet. They're still working on it. Do um, you know what? What country gets zero... We get two countries they get absolutely no views from in the, the course of the last decade or so. Two countries? Two countries. I, we've pretty much touched every single country except for these two. And I think it's because... It,
1: one's in Africa somewhere.
0: No. Well, it probably all is. All of isn't, them in Africa? So it might be a couple small ones. I'm thinking of major countries for that matter. Oh, all right. So all think right. of two major countries in which this show has never been downloaded in. And it's mostly because of the government, I bet, in the... Protocols. China, China, yeah, zero downloads from China. China. Yeah. Hong Kong, we got several, but zero from China, proper. And what about uh, North Korea? And North Korea, yes. <laughs> it's funny when you take a look at the map of Asia because we get we get hit a lot of those countries, even the smaller ones. Sometimes you even get one download; someone like randomly downloads it, and uh, you see this China, just big, wide open white space, and then you see this little little peepee up on the top, and it's North Korea. Apparently, um, because of some of the uh, of I guess. Probably it's flagged because of some of the content we have and some of the the, the search results that may respond to us, but especially when we have Adele Pornstiles on the show like we did last week with, what uh, was it, Aria Cade? She was a fun girl. Yeah, was
1: that her name? Yeah, she was
0: cool. Yeah, and you can see that episode. We're going to be posting that to YouTube next week or later this week, Ready? I should say. Uh, was she
1: your favorite out of all? I think Alex uh,
0: Cole was my favorite. Alex Cole was yes. She was probably the most uh, sociable, the more like laid back, kind of like down the earth one. Um, and but the one was was very interesting. Was the uh, oh what was her name? the The one that was after her, the the one who was down in Miami.
1: Oh, the one. Um,
0: the um, see if I have the, her. the
1: darker skinned yes, female. The more Latino yes, uh, one. Yes, um, I know you're talking about
0: that. Yeah, she was interesting. Yes.
1: Although they all had similar circumstances other than the one we had last week. She has like, hers is different. Like, she's married.
0: Yes. (laughs) So I had gone, obviously we did our research um, on the the people that come on the show. And uh, yes, it was very unique. Uh, Her and her uh, boy toy um, do a lot of the videos together, which is very interesting. I feel like that's like bringing sand to the beach. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I wouldn't feel like it's a weird relationship, right? Because you figure you're dating a girl you're like, oh, it's cool, I'm dating a porn star. But you know what she's doing going into it, right?
1: That's true. I feel like you've already been briefed and have had time to, But know.
0: if But if you're already in the relationship and, like, imagine dating someone and she goes, well, I was working at a florist, but to, I think I'm going to become a porn star.
1: Yeah, that, it's yeah, a little that would
0: weird, work. Right, yeah. <laughs> like I, I was an auto mechanic, but now I'm blowing guys. So like, I don't like, that, that could be a possibility. That could be, a, uh, I don't think that's probably a good thing for this relationship. You know what I mean? Who anyway, knows?
1: That's something like you—you you, you have to be willing to accept it going into it. But if they were to change course and be like, "Oh, I'm going to be a porn star now," yeah. then that's a little—it's
0: a little man. odd, right? Yeah, it's one thing if they're a porn star and they decide they're going to just be regular actress. But you know, they could be a struggling actress and then be like, "Well, the only way to make money is if I uh, take a D in the B, or in the M, or the V." You got choice. You got yeah. choice alone. Look at Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer had to start off that way. Really. Is? I, there's a rumor that he started off doing gay porn. I don't know how true it is. Probably it's it's one of those Hollywood they're... urban legends like, uh, you know. The Richard those... Gere Gerbil story? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly one of those stories. So Whether it's true or not about Mr. Val Kilmer. I remember hearing this when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, Val Kilmer, Batman. He had to do gay porn before he became a f- celebrity.
1: Which it isn't... was somebody who did like a... Oh, no, I know Sylvester Stallone did something softcore. It wasn't like nice. hardcore, but he was in like a softcore adult movie.
0: Hey, hey girl. Hey, oh, oh. Hey, good one, touch me like that. Yeah, touch me like that. Oh, yeah. I, Ooh. I had a
1: conspiracy that I think Stallone, most of the characters he plays in his movies are gay
0: mm-hmm.
1: because... He never gets the girl. Like, he always almost bangs her, but he never does. Like, he walks away. I've, I've sat yeah. there and watched Stallone movies with friends and be like, I I guarantee nothing's going to happen here because nothing ever does. And, like, oh, oh, and he sits on the bed with her, and then Yo. the scene
0: ends.
2: Yo, Adrian, Adrian, I can't get it up today. I've got too many hits to the head, Adrian. Adrian, why are you walking away, Adrian? Adrian,
0: why are you walking away? My penis don't work. It's not my fault, my penis don't work. And then, uh, who, the, then the big Russian guy comes in, he has a full on chubby. You know, the guy who boxed what was that Rocky three?
1: Oh no, that's uh, that's uh, the Russian, Yeah. Drago. What was, was that? Four, man.
0: That was four. Yeah, that was the one he was like yeah. training in the uh, the uh, the tundra up there and the upper. Uh, hey, hey, the Russian guy got me off, but uh,
2: Adrian Adrian can't make a move. But
0: he, Rocky- well,
1: I, I picture his his thrust being like when he takes a punch,
0: like <laughs> he has a uh, he has a kid though, doesn't he? He has a couple kids, doesn't he? Uh, his kid, his son killed himself. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fuck. Well, talking about bringing up news. Sorry. But he was in the movie. Month.
1: He was in the fifth movie. Yeah. Which is horrible. It was like the dumbest Jesus.
0: movie ever. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Brian listening out in L.A. His uh, Raiders had a big win on Sunday, football Sunday last week. Uh, the Raiders. A Raider sh- fan. The Raiders should have. They should have lost. Um, why would you have your best best running back in the league not run the ball on fourth and one to get in the field goal position? Is beyond me, but. Hey, I'm not the coach of the Carolina Panthers, so therefore, uh, I don't know.
1: Well, you know a Raider fan?
0: I do know him. He's a hardcore. He's a, he's a Raider fan from back in the day when they were originally in L.A. Like they're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he. I guess uh, Dodgers and Raiders fan. This guy is.
1: Raider fans dress like they're going to a Kiss concert.
0: They do. They <laughs> I, well, I think they're into like that the stuff where like we where put masks on and have sex with random people in the stands, which you can't do now with COVID. But uh, unfortunately. Um, not the key. Hey, um, so football style last Sunday, uh, did it feel? It didn't seem weird watching it on TV with no fans did. Did it, I don't know for you, but for me it didn't really seem like. The only time it was weird is when they showed like a, a zoom, like a uh, the aerial of the of the stadium. There was no one there.
1: Yeah, it it felt weird for like maybe a quarter. Yeah, and then and then I was fine with it. But what I thought was hilarious was you can tell the players aren't used to it because. You see them score a touchdown, and then they run to the stands like to celebrate, and there's, like, no celebrate, there. and yeah. there's
0: nobody. <laughs> He's looking around, and it's funny because like you could pick up like everything they're saying, and like it just it seemed like I don't know. It it usually like you know when you get to a situation like some of the games where it's getting close and it's really really loud, and you can see like the players just screwing up, and they can't figure out the counts and stuff like this. But uh, there were but <laughs> there were plenty of games. Like look at that. The Saints Bucks game. I mean, How I think I think the Bucks went off sides twice, and there was no. There was sound pumped in, but it wasn't like loud sound, not enough to throw you off.
1: Well, I remember when Cam scored his first touchdown. He did. He 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 got into the end zone and then went to the,
0: and pointed yeah. into the stands yeah. and like. So <laughs> and would, it kind of looks kind of lame. Who wants my ball? There's like three <laughs> guys there. Anyone want my ball? I'm gonna throw it to you. Who wants my ball? Cam Newton with the first touchdown as a Patriot, and then then. Three hours later, Tom Brady does the exact same thing.
1: If you're in the press booth and like, or, like, calling the game, it must be really strange because there are certain cues. Like, even if you would have missed something, like, yeah. say you took your eyes off to grab a, a drink of water for a second. If you hit the crowd, go, oh, you know maybe an interception just happened.
0: Well, right? they actually asked, uh, I think Zolak was talking about it, and they're like how um, a lot of the plays are done by, um, oh, no, it was a hockey guy. Someone who does hockey play-by-play. Said it was confusing because most of the time They know something's going on on the ice Because they can hear it Especially because they're paying attention to the puck So if the puck's going on over here But there's a fight over there They typically aren't looking over there And then they hear the crowd go crazy and everything And they stop paying So it's very, yeah, it's going to be And half these uh announcers are doing it via TV They're basically watching the game on TV Like we do in their living room And doing the play-by-play that way too Which is very weird as well I think football Football was actually at the stadium because They showed the plexiglass between uh, uh Jim Nance and his boyfriend Who's his, which is his boyfriend's name? fucking hate that oh, guy. I'm Collinsworth? Yes, Chris Collins. Oh, I'm yes, yeah. Chris Collinsworth, and this is my boyfriend, Nance.
1: So... I am reading, though, uh, like going forward, which stadiums are going to allow fans and how many. Yes. And so the Browns will allow up to 6,000 fans if they for the first find, two home games.
0: If they can find 6,000 fans.
1: <laughs> it's, like, right? with, um, it's going to be
0: more Bengal fans there. I'm going to tell you that much.
1: Titans aren't allowing anybody as of now. Buccaneers will allow spectators for their first two home games of the season. It doesn't okay. say how many, though. Yeah. Let you say spectators. Steelers nobody, Eagles nobody, Jets nobody, Dolphins will allow thirteen thousand. Um, Colts twenty
0: five hundred. That's nothing. Twenty five hundred fans of in Indianapolis to see Philip Rivers, and, but know what? The Twenty five of those, you know, about four hundred, are going to be his kids. Yeah. So you know, twenty five percent of the fans at the Colts game next week will be Philip Rivers' family because he has a, you know, he has a lot this, of sex. This is-
1: this is great for quarterbacks, though, if you think about it, because quarterbacks that normally would buckle under pressure aren't. Because yes. there's no fans booing. There's no, like, exactly. they were saying the other day how Aaron Rodgers looked comfortable in Minnesota when he yeah. never usually does because there's no fucking fans there,
0: you know? No, no one was yelling, hey, Aaron Rodgers, I heard you like men. That usually They're makes me like feel dick. very uncomfortable. Aaron Rodgers, why are you 35 years old and have a grown man as your roommate? Aaron Rodgers, why do you, every relationship you have of a hot girl uh, did he, well, did you he hear about his ex... Who's the ex-girlfriend who's the actress?
1: Oh, that cunt, Olivia Munn. She sucks, though.
0: Yeah. So she, yes, she is a bitch, and I don't I don't know if I 100% trust what she was saying, but she was going on this interview, I think it was on Stern, and she was kind of going off about how she was dating a guy who's clearly gay, but she didn't say his name, and it was all hinting around to Aaron Rodgers type thing. She,
1: she dated this, this director or producer once, and it was funny because... He's like, yeah, I remember Olivia, but I remember back then she said she was part Asian. Like she like changed, she still like changed her ethnicity because it would sound more exotic. Yeah, she's
0: like, she's like, uh, fucking, uh, Elizabeth Warren. So you get sometimes she's just gonna. Yeah, pretty much. She's she's yeah. the
1: actress version of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. See, but like, she's not,
0: but. <laughs> but like people like do that all the time. Like if someone asks me, like occasionally, it'll be like, oh, I'm Italian, or like, or I'm Irish, depending on the situation, right? But I'm both of those things. I'm not just making up a, a thing. You know, it's not like saying, hey. I'm Indian, of the of the native of the American not the American the uh, dot Indian type. You know, my family owns Seven Elevens.
1: Oh wait, oh that's okay. That. So she kind of is. Yeah, her father is German, Irish, and English, while her mother is from Vietnam.
0: Oh, so she's a little she's a little Asian in her. A
1: so basically, her mom Asian. got banged in a rice paddy during Vietnam. That's what
0: it <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> she wearing the hat. <laughs>
1: that, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know.
0: Those hats. Those are pretty. Uh, well, what the, why they, what's the deal with those hats? basket hats like the big yeah the big giant look like like you wearing like you know, an umbrella on your head just to oh, keep I'm the sun out of your face <laughs> we should we should <laughs> always wear them they, For Halloween, I, I should I was in Disney World once and now like you go to the different countries in Epcot and they have like you go to uh, China and they have those big hats you can buy so I'm I'm goofing around wearing one I almost took out a family from Nebraska cuz they like the big they go out like well like like a foot and a half off your head Oh, yeah. I think they're made to keep the sun out, to keep, like, keep you shaded, I think. I think that's, oh, I think that's the idea.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it's over, over, oversized styles worn by a woman in the Congo.
0: Yeah, baby. take me But the Congo, isn't the Congo in Africa? Yeah. So why are the Asian women wearing them? How they get to Africa?
1: Uh, similar climates. Uh-huh. I, I
0: don't I took a wrong turn and I ended up in Africa. I was trying to get to Europe. So well, it's
1: funny though, because when I was in Africa, the the balance that are that these people can maintain on their heads is incredible. There was this woman I saw; she had her whole fucking laundry basket on her head and was yeah. walking, not even touching it, awesome. just walking.
0: The balance is incredible. Did you get it? And, that, and you just said a statement that not many people can say. Cool. When I was in Africa, I've only I only know three people who's ever been in Africa. How's that? Three people. You, my sister, and my uncle who was born in Africa. Those are the only how three long, people I know. How long were they there? Uh, well, my uncle was there till it was nine, I think. Uh, My sister, was, sister was there two weeks. She was in us, only in South Africa, I think. She was the same place you were, kind of in the same area, I guess. Well,
1: I was in South Africa, and then I was in Namibia, so
0: yeah. two countries. Namibia. Namibia is the, the country that's, like, landlocked in South Africa, right? Or Namibia?
1: Th- no, it's up against the water. Oh.
0: What's the country but that's it's- in the middle of South Africa? There's a country uh, that, like, it's uh, s- well, surrounded by all four sides by South Africa. I,
1: uh, well, South Africa is like. Is the African- But it's or... funny because Namibia. There's one photo I have. It's bizarre because you have desert, and then right after the desert, you have ocean right next to it. It's yeah. the most bizarre, That's fucking pretty, thing you'll ever see. Pretty kick-ass. Uh, may- maybe
0: Botswana. Maybe this. is Botswana's like a... kind of. If you a... zoom in the South Africa on a map, there's like a country like. In oh, the uh
1: Lis Listro and the S O T H O Listro. That's a country.
0: They got screwed, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's fucking all about, actually. You know, I think about
0: it, it's almost like the Vatican in Italy, right? It's like this one, like, it's surrounded by one country. It's like oh, I guess I can't leave this place if I wanted to, you know. I know. Yeah. I
1: gotta, I gotta call my friend there, Shanae. I gotta see what's going on with
0: her. She, uh, she a fan of the I gotta, show? I gotta go back there. What? She a fan of the show?
1: Uh, I don't know. She, I don't know. She's very, I don't know. She's, a, she's a strange girl. She's a great girl. You, you, you've heard. She, she sounds very British. You heard her voice on yeah. my
0: voicemail. Ones. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like, um. Like Africa seems like a very exotic place. It's like, but there's so much of it. Like if you, like, you know what I mean. Like if you went there, like you're like there's so, much, but they are all different pieces too. Like 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 we we were is like very Americanized, almost like very English, I guess you could say, because it was a colony for England for all those years. And yeah, then, a lot of
1: German too. Namibia yeah. has a lot of German.
0: Yeah. I think Yeah. Germans took like all those like European countries had, had claimed territory, but then if you go like north <laughs> east. You get into like uh, like well, Northeast You get into like Egypt And stuff More Ar- Arabian And then you get Morocco On the other side And then in the middle You have like Jungle That's like fucking yeah. kind of Crazy shit I can't imagine that There's a um, TV show on uh, It's not on Netflix It's on stupid Apple TV Which is stupid Because no one subscribes to it But it's Who the fuck is it It's a celebrity And he started at the tip Of South America And they're driving to L.A. And it's called like the 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 trip or the pass. I forget who the actor is. It's um. But they he they flew to like the tip of Uruguay, whatever that is, way or Chile, down in the end of South America, and their goal is to use an electric electric motorcycles. Maybe if you Google electric motorcycle trip to L.A., can, I can figure out who it is. Um, they're basically starting in the tip of like Chile and riding these electric uh, motorcycles all the way to L.A. And it's a TV show they were doing for uh, Netflix. Over the Panama Canal, through Mexico, through all the jungles and stuff. And it seemed pretty cool.
1: LA Fly Rides, Performance. Uh, This No, Pedal or Not. Um, There's just a lot of things about these kind of bikes. It's the Apple TV
0: show from TV series. Long Way Up? Maybe. Long
1: Way Around? I see a lot of Long Way.
0: Long way up, this might be it. Long way up, yes, I think it is. And it has, oh, uh, and McGregor. McG- yeah, Ewan McGregor. McGregor? McGregor. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. McGregor is uh, the star of the show. He is doing McGregor's it. Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan close. Obi- <laughs> Obi-Wan is starting in Chile and making his way back to LA. <laughs> Obi-Wan, uh, you gotta be careful when you're going through uh, Chile. You got those mountains and stuff.
1: I'll get some of the advice I got, though, in in Namibia going down the there's the Kanini River, which borders Angola. Yeah. And we were going down the river. And um, remember, I'm not part of a tourist group. I'm with my with, with a friend with a lady friend of mine and like her brother and his friends. Yeah. And I'm basically just told, like. Just don't die. Don't get killed by crocodiles because if you die in this water, nothing can be done for you because oh, you're, you're technically in no man's land. The river is like no man's land because you have Namibia and Angola and they're two completely different places. Yeah. And right on the other side of Angola, you can see the guards with AK-47 that's standing awesome. right there. That's very
0: confident. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. You know, that's what that I, I want right?
1: But then it got, then I turned into a screaming little girl when <clears throat> I flipped my kayak or my canoe in croc infested waters. Yeah. That was not fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like an adventure. Speaking of adventures, we have an author who is on deck right now. Let's bring him in. Uh, Jonathan Johnson is a author of four titles of children and young adults uh, books, and he's also a kidney health activist um, himself. is a two time kidney transplant recipient. Holy cow! And it's funny we talked about uh, either kidneys living today because I had my mother convinced for. Uh, for a very long time That you had donated A pot of your liver And I told her that And she she was like Wow You look good
1: Yeah she asked me about it yeah.
0: It was a very awkward situation It was the time I'm, that you,
1: I'm completely baffled At this point Why people believe you
0: You it and my mother was. Were walking out of the apartment At the exact same time You couldn't I, I mean this was like a uh, the, the, the planets were aligned And you had said My mother had said to you Because you know how she is Wow you look mm-hmm. good For after surgery <laughs> And I wish I was I wish I could view this from afar to see the, your reaction and see what you said and how you, like, your facial reaction, how you react to this. Because no,
1: probably how I, exer- I, I know how I react, exactly how I react to you. When you say something like that, I go, no, what
0: are am talking about? I probably would have been different. <laughs> so you say your mother, say you told your mother something about me like that, right? And me and your mother were walking in and she said, well, you look really good for just having surgery. I'd probably say, well, thank you. And like, not like, I'd just be like, oh, maybe she has mixed up with someone else and then kind of yeah. let it go. And I think much of it, but uh I mean, but you really, my, my mother. I probably I mean, would have
1: played, I should have played along. It's just a knee-jerk reaction for me to go, no, when it comes to already said.
0: She immediately <laughs> called me up and she's like, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> What's going on with John Johnson? John, John Johnson is on deck. He should be joining us shortly. Oh, um, he's not pulling yet.
1: Okay.
0: About But the, uh, the miracle of the Zoom zoom we get people from all around the country imagine if we had to go and tell them to come meet us in cambridge at our old radio station
1: you know i could come there some night and do the show like sitting next to you i, still, I could
0: yeah i think we'll get to that point very very shortly we're getting now uh, i'm not sure
1: if i want to do it every week though because you know i have to drive there after work too yeah. after seeing you all day
0: <laughs> i mean me and you went out uh, i think it was like 14 consecutive days of seeing each other a couple weeks yeah later. we're
1: like tip to tip practically yeah you know?
0: It's a good thing we're back-to-back in the office. You know what I mean? It's, it's one thing we're sitting next to. Imagine we were facing each other like in the old school. Like, I heard well, a rumor you're, that, you're getting moved next to me. Is that true?
1: I didn't know that. Just Joe's plan, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's like, I want to move Adam over there next to Artie. Yeah,
0: I heard right. a rumor. I guess, he wants I guess to, it makes
1: sense. You and me looked at each other like,
0: what? Yeah. I heard your name and I heard moving to Sherry's computer. So uh, apparently you'll be uh, rooming over there with me. You get oh, a better boy. view. You get a very nice view with FC
1: plus it saves me like actually no I lose footsteps I, I lose steps because then I'm walking over there yeah, I, get, I walk over there so
0: you don't get your foot counts
1: I don't get my foot counts
0: no. let's see let's see we got uh, Landon Johnson I think he's uh, having some technical difficulties with his, I thought uh, it was Jonathan Johnson it is I think he's uh he's trying to join it's us good. with a different account here
1: well, his character is named Landon
0: Landon Calrissian No, Landon, that's his his
1: book.
0: John, are you joining us? I think that's...
1: There we go. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah,
0: man, how you doing? Welcome to the ID84 show. This is John, right? I just got thrown off because Landon Johnson when you were joining us in.
2: Yeah, man, Landon is my son. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay. Oh
1: that's also the character's name in your book, isn't it?
2: Exactly. Yes sir it is. Yeah.
1: Nice.
2: Where are you uh at that. where are you joining us tonight from? I am in Dallas, Texas. I'm in a small suburb called DeSoto, Texas, which is about ten miles uh, south of Dallas.
0: All right, nice. Nice and warm there, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was a brisk 85 today that's that's Ooh. a break for us normally it's 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 still in the hundreds yeah at this time of year so yeah it's, it's a break we're, we're doing okay with that Texas is a hot
0: state it's Most it, definitely not. I remember going down there in Dallas and I went to a Rangers game in the middle of like July and they told yeah. me they can't <laughs> they can't start the day games till five o'clock at night because of the intense heat it's just ridiculous because of the heat
2: yeah yeah it's not, and, and the, and the crazy thing, man, it's hotter on the field than it is in the stands. That's crazy.
0: You guys get a dome yeah. now, though. You get that brand new stadium. You can't use yet, so that's always good.
2: You know what? If they are playing games in the stadium. They just have, uh, I like the big pop up figureheads that are oh, that yeah. are in the seats. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far as fans, man, we're not allowed in right now. So yeah, unfortunately.
0: I heard there uh, there's a uh, proposal uh, for the World Series to be played there, and like a, yes. in a bubble type thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's actually going through. We got the notification today, uh mm-hmm. I think ESPN and a couple of local local outlets here that said that the World Series will be here. So yeah, that's are no, most cool. definitely excited about that.
0: That'd be nice. It's it's a good the bubble the bubble seems to be working in sports. I mean it works it's working in basketball. I mean, as far as we know, right? We don't really know if uh if if there's nah, no one don't. has anything, right? But they're not gonna tell us, right. I don't think, but you know, it is what it is. So definitely, uh most of it. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh so we're reading over your bio a little bit. So you're an author and one of the things I've seen was you're a two-time kidney transplant recipient. Jesus yes, Christ. Did you get a... <laughs> yeah, so so tell us a little bit about that? Were you born with a situation that you had to get one? Or was it you know like an accident or something happened?
2: Well the, the the I think well not necessarily I think but but the background about my health, um, it actually started when I was in high school. Uh to keep it, you know, short and simple. I was in off-season basketball towards the end of my freshman year of high school, and we were running some defensive drills. And all of a sudden, my body went numb from head to toe. Um, and, you know, so I just kind of froze there. So my my coach said, hey, man, go ahead and go to the nurse's office to see what's going on. And she takes my blood pressure, and the blood pressure comes back as 155 over 100. And the first thing she tells me is she says, I'm surprised you haven't had a stroke yet. And Damn. so that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> you know, That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, Jesus. most definitely. Keep in mind, I'm still like 14 years old. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so she said, I need to call your mother to see what our next move is going to be. Long story short, she calls my mother. Uh, my mom comes and gets me and she takes me to this 24-hour clinic. That, that's not far from where where we were living at the time. And so they gave me a Z-pack and some blood pressure pills. Okay. And I'll never forget the doctor there. He told me, he said, I have a good feeling from what I'm seeing with his symptoms that the issue is his kidneys but of course with those clinics mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. they don't they didn't have the uh technology that they have now yeah. so he wasn't yeah. able to do full-on x-rays and things like that now you say so,
0: you were 14 how long ago was this what year was this
2: this was 19 no this was 2000 okay
0: so 20 years ago yeah so a lot yeah. has changed
2: a lot a lot has changed yes and so um he says, he says, from what I'm seeing, it's probably a situation with your kidneys. We're just not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. He says, take this Z pack, take these blood pressure pills for three days, come back and see me, and we'll see how how you're doing then. So literally, I take those pills for three days, I come back, and my blood pressure has not moved. It's literally still 155 over 100.
0: Damn.
2: And so he says, okay. He says, I'm more than certain it's your kidneys now. He said, we got to get you to a medical facility. Well. You know, things got crazier uh, because my mom reached out to Children's Medical Center here in Dallas, and what they told her at the time was, as far as the kidney division, was that there was going to be a three-month wait before I could even get in. Wow. And my mom said, that's not going to work. He'll be dead by that time. Yeah. So, unbeknownst to us, one of the, the factors that played in our favor was that when I was born, I was born with a heart murmur. Okay. And, okay. so w- and so when I played sports, I never went to, to the regular doctor. I went to my cardiologist for, for any type of physicals because, because of the heart condition. Okay. And so my mom, funny enough, she had the bright idea. She said, I'm going to call your heart doctor. She calls the heart doctor. I get in the very next day. And keep in mind, I'm there for two days straight, mm-hmm. just doing tests and x-rays, tests and x-rays. And then it comes back that it is the kidneys. And even at that time, my kidneys were functioning at 30%. Wow. And so... As far as my doctor, obviously, with him being a cardiologist, his only knowledge ran—I uh, mean, as far as his knowledge only ran so deep. But the blessing of the situation was he actually walked myself and my parents over to the kidney division and got us checked in right there. So that three-month wait, we uh, we were able to bypass. You would have been dead. Uh, you wouldn't have survived. Mm-hmm. You put you put exactly. Jesus. And so you know, I finally get checked in, and we're and we're going over tests and everything like that. And I was able to stay off of dialysis for that first year of, of, of uh, well, I say the first 10 months, give or take of the situation. Um, and then my kidney function dropped to around 15%. Now, the odd thing with my situation is, is that I'm also adopted. Okay? okay. And the reason why that's a major factor, especially dealing with organs, is because the doctors want you to get in contact with the next of kin to see if a, uh, if a, if a uh, if a match can be made with a family member okay well at the time we had no communication with anybody on my biological side so our homework went from not only fighting for my life but also trying to find my biological mother
0: wow well so, so did, you my, you, um, did you know you did you know you're adopted at this point or this is something that you got news? Yes, I did. Oh, okay okay
2: yeah i knew and, and and the funny thing with that story is man i found out when i was around 12 okay and my parents sat me down and they said well look you know things aren't Necessarily what they seem, but they are what they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and they and they broke the the news to me then. And funny enough, man, when I was eleven or twelve, I didn't really care.
0: Yeah, I was
2: like, okay, well, I'm adopted. I got my parents. I got my siblings. I got my life. I'm yeah. cool. I will deal with that, you know, whenever the time comes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Had no idea that two years later the time would come. <laughs> that, Damn. That it was, yeah, that's gonna be major impactful. So, you know, you know, my mom goes into straight investigation mode, and she finds my biological mom within seventy-two hours. Wow. Wow. Oh, and this yeah. is in this is and this is in 2000, <laughs> right? We didn't have
0: okay. no Facebook, no MySpace. Like all you had, barely had the internet at this point.
2: Exactly. I can't you not man, she found her in 72 hours. Wow. And so That's good detective. And so, huh? Good detective. Real good, right? And so like her and my father, you know, you know, they reach out to her and say, "Hey, man, Jonathan is going through this situation, you know, and we need to see if you're a possible match." Well, it turns out she wasn't a match. So, you know, finding that out not only put more stress on me as a as a 14, 15 year old, but now I'm having to balance school, social life. Mm -hmm. I'm having to balance uh, not only knowing that I'm adopted, but being introduced to this total side of a family that that I know nothing about and then trying to fight for my life and then and then still trying to, you know, you know, stay sane with my everyday family, if you will. Yeah. And so it was a tough journey. I had to grow up overnight literally because of everything I had to deal with at one time. So long story short, um I ended up getting a call for a kidney on July 4th weekend of 2000. Okay. And so we thought that everything was going to go pretty quickly with this thing. Well, the funny funny enough, my anesthesiologist, he told me, he said the next time you wake up, you'll wake up in ICU. I said, "Okay, cool." I woke up, but I wasn't in ICU. I was in a regular hospital bed. I didn't feel any pain. Mm. I didn't have any IVs. I had nothing. And then when I finally kind of came to, I saw my mom and her look on her face. My father and I had a couple of uh, of, of cousins and aunts there as well too. Turns out um, the 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 nurses put the kidney in the refrigerator versus the freezer. The, the reason f- why this is important for those who may not know, yeah, is that an organ has to be frozen. Yeah. You put it in the fridge. Otherwise it'll spoil. Yo, you so a perfectly good kidney gone to waste. Perfectly good kidney. When I say perfect, they were like, Yeah, man, this kidney was like tailor made for you. Wow. And my, my surgeon God. Yeah. And and so and so and so my surgeon, you know, he comes in, he said, Look, he said, I'll be honest with you, he said, I know that you're waiting for this. He said, But I wouldn't be doing you justice putting a spoiled kidney in you knowing that in so many months mm-hmm. or even a year you'll be right back in this position if not worse. Yeah. Oh my God. You know it's what horrible, I mean? Yeah. Jesus. And so and so needless to say I had to take that. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we go home that night and then unbeknownst to me a couple of months later is when I finally end up on dialysis. And so I'm on dialysis uh for two and a half months. And with my journey is something about holidays that sticks <laughs> that sticks out because mm-hmm the next call that we got was on thanksgiving weekend okay uh, uh and and now we're fast forward into 2001. i got a call thanksgiving weekend and that year we were set to host thanksgiving so family and friends are coming over and everything else and my doctor calls me like at 8 30 in the morning he said what are you guys doing i said and my, my mom is like well we're gonna read for thanksgiving dinner he said drop it we have a kidney Come now damn and so and so my mom and my dad are on the phone on the way to the hospital with relatives saying hey they got a kidney for Jonathan. You know, we got to cancel the plans. You guys figure out something else.
0: Yeah. And needless yeah. to
2: say, man, at this time when I woke up, I woke up and I you, and it was the greatest pain ever. Should I say? I was
0: gonna say, yeah, <laughs> it's one pain you'd be welcoming to have many, many yeah. times yeah. over.
2: Most definitely, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was the greatest pain ever. Um, and so, that kidney lasted 16 years. Uh, well, about about 16 and a half. And the crazy thing is, man, what made the kidney fail? Was actually due to a bowel obstruction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And for those who may not know what a bowel obstruction is, it's whenever your small intestines gets entangled with some scar tissue, so that way nothing can pass through. Okay. Okay. Now keep in mind, 13 days after the first surgery, I uh, I had a small incision in my stomach because I had a lot of swelling in my stomach. Doctors couldn't figure out why, and so they go in. And they're looking around and they look to the left and they say well oh well his appendix is about to rupture anyway Mm -hmm. so let's Mm -hmm. go ahead and cut down and take the appendix out
0: yeah
2: i'll be the first to tell you guys it hurts more having something taken out of you versus something put in you okay (laughs) damn and so so, you know as far as the pain was was still by far the worst pain i've felt in my life but because of that bowel obstruction 16 years later the scar tissue had knotted up with my small intestines Wow. And now keep in mind at this time, I'm 33 now at at, at this at this time or 32. So, again, like you said earlier, things have changed. I'm now married at this time Mm -hmm. and I have two kids at this time. So I'm in a whole different space than what I was the first time as a child. And so my wife literally stayed with me all night as I vomited all over the place to the point where I was I was throwing up blood because nothing could pass. Yeah. And she got me to the ER the next day and they said, look, we got to get you to emergency surgery like now. So the blessing was they were able to save the small intestines, mm-hmm. but the kidney failed. So I had to go through that process all over again for two years. And you know, as far as the blessing is, we made two years with this kidney. Uh, this past uh, July, wow. we made two years with this kidney. Um, and so and so, my wife went from being mother and wife, and nine-to-five worker to nurse as well too, because I did my treatments at home. Okay. Because our sons had like no time with me whatsoever. And so, you know, the blessing was we had the option to come home and do the treatments. And so we did that. Um, and like I said, we did that for two years. We got a phone call and it said, hey, and matter of fact, we were in church and it was on Sunday at all days. Jesus, <laughs> so,
0: Jesus literally.
2: <laughs> literally, literally. literally, man. And so and so we rushed down and we had a second transplant. And keep in mind, man, just to sum it up, the first time I was in a hospital for a month and a half. This time I was in a hospital for four days. Wow. And I was back home. Because the kidney woke up even before they sold me up, huh. and so I was literally back home in four days, bro. So, when so you,
0: yeah. So when you get a transplant, it's uh, I don't know, it was years of uh, of you have to take a medicine you have to take medicine, right, all the time to yeah. keep it from rejecting. Is that how it works? Correct. Okay. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. How how long does the average kidney last after it's been transplanted? Like I do know, so I do know a few people who've had a kidney transplant, and they've said like, yeah, I'll eventually I have to get another one, but like yeah. I don't know how long that
2: is i never asked before you know see see and and and, and, that's, and that's and that's crazy adam the funny thing is the average is four to five years wow time, i was able to triple it wow. I, was, I was i was blessed that's for six years. this time we we've already surpassed two years already um and so and so and so the average is four to five but it's a lot of Small things that play big factors, like blood type.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, also, the medicine you take. If you have any other type type of conditions, you know, diabetes, anything like that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. For my situation, it was strictly kidney failure, nothing else. Um, you know, and even at this point, I work out all the time. You know, so my wife is my workout partner. We work out probably five or six days a week. Because a lot of people think when you get that transplant that you're set, yeah. not realizing <laughs> that you truly have to maintain it, not only with the medicine you take, but also with the foods you eat how you operate, how much water you're drinking, things of that nature there. And so the funny thing is a lot of people don't believe me, but I never had alcohol in my life <laughs> because yeah. I wasn't able to. You
0: can't, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, and, you know, from what I heard, I don't miss out on anything. So, yeah. you know, I'm
0: cool. That's actually probably gonna help you in the long run <laughs> oh, to keep you keep that's fresh, why right? I
1: tripled it yeah <laughs> you, you, your,
0: your liver having a conversation with your new kidneys saying thank god He's because you know What's otherwise that? the liver would have been you know who knows because all that stuff right. I mean so I'm a big activist on on uh doing, doing, uh being an organ donor um I've never met anyone so when I was a kid i had a, I had a friend who uh, his brother was born and uh he was born with a bad liver and uh he was able to push it through and then he got to about the point i was in middle school he was like in fifth grade sixth grade the mother was going to give a piece of her liver and you know try to get things going but uh he had passed away prior before that could happen and uh ever since i was a kid it was kind of you know being 11 12 years old you thinking to yourself you know you know he would have survived he couldn't find a match for a liver that was the thing he had some rare blood type or some situation that was making it easy um and I had a conversation with my mother and she's like Well you know that's why you can be a, uh, a, you know, organ donor in a situation Of this you know if something happens to you And you know mm-hmm. you're able to you know Say it's something that the you know, rest of your body's okay That you're able to provide life for Many people who need The, the stuff that's still good in you you know it's like, a, right. it's like going to she tried to describe it As going to a, like a used car lot that you had a Perfectly good car sitting there but the piece You know exactly. the car was rested out but the pieces was still good You know you could use them exactly. for other things right Exactly so I, so when I became 16, I got my license. I became an organ donor right off the bat, and nice. um, cause you, God forbid, you know, if something happens to me, hopefully, uh, you know, I could be able to v- keep life going for someone else, you know. But okay. uh, you get those urban legends. I remember the ur- biggest urban legend was, y'all you, know, you know, if if you get in a car accident, they're not gonna revive you. That was the big one that going on. Like if they see Yeah, yeah, license, I've heard them, yeah I like, remember. Bad, yeah. Like, I just, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. It's like you right. really you are gonna have some pedomer- yeah, paramedic sitting there saying, oh, well, we can't. You can't do anything for this guy because right. you know. What I mean? But um, kidneys are a very oh god! I, I I hear so many stories about kidneys, and it's like you know you're blessed with two of them, but in your case, both of them failed, and now right. now you're on your your fourth essentially. When you think about it, technically,
2: right? right technically, wow. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So you grow. So when did you start? Was your writing books inspired by your experiences, or was it kind of something to pass the time while you were trying to get your mind off all this?
2: You know what the funny thing is it was it was actually both. Um I started writing when I was around eighteen or so. And the way it came about was because as I mentioned before, dealing with a brand new side of the family, dealing with a new transplant, trying to come out of high school on time and everything else like that. I needed a way to get my thoughts out. And so my parents bought me a journal and I just I was literally writing every day in the journal, every night in the journal, uh, because it was some new emotion every day. Yeah. Right. And eventually, those journals turned into books. And yeah. you know what did I what what I ended up doing was I took a break. Uh, by the time I graduated high school, so by the time I was 18, I said, you know what, I'm not gonna write anything anymore because I've missed so much time, because of dialysis, because of surgeries, because of just being out of pocket and everything like that. So I was already in the process of writing my first book by the time I was 20, but I took a secondary break to enjoy college,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And uh, but as far as the first book, I didn't pick it back up until I turned 25. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, because I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, I said, I'm having fun. I'm kind of living I'm free. I'm cool. And, you know, funny enough, man, my mentor, he told me, he said, you know, with everything you've been through, you need to write a book. And then like two weeks later, um, someone else that I knew said the same thing as well, too. And then my doctor, when I went for a checkup, he said the same thing. And so I'm like, okay, so that's three or four people saying the yeah. same thing. Maybe you need to look into this thing, yeah, right? You're
0: kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I and so I went back, and like I said, I'm 25 now, and I started writing a book again. And what benefited me was, was that so much stuff had happened from the time of 18 to 25, I had a lot more to write about. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I turned 26, um, I released the first book, which was an autobiography, Um, About everything I had to deal with along the way and the funny thing is man, we sell we We sold pretty well with that book It was it was my first time it was trying to figure out the marketing schemes behind it and everything else like that Right. Yeah, but that's initially how I got started into it was was to get everything I was thinking and feeling, you know, you know off my mind. So that's how I got started
0: damn so I'm I'm assuming a lot of your books or they pretty much based on real life experiences one way or another kind of just yes yeah you know, yes which is the best way to write I guess because that's you know most definitely <laughs> you get a lot <laughs> of facts you know you know it's gonna be true right yeah that's right. that's the thing you mentioned marketing right there with the books uh, I know a couple of people who are trying to you know write books and they put it up there and it's the marketing it's the people you know in the big companies don't really give a crap sometimes about the actual story it could be a great story you oh. know but it's they look at it as a business right like, how can i sell this how can i sell it but there's a lot of companies now that kind of make you the salesperson right like you go and yeah. you you can they they'll, they'll provide the uh you know the, the you know the printing and all that stuff and but you're allowed to still get these things printed and you just kind of get to market it on your own um right If that's the case Then yeah Why not Then you don't have to Go through a middleman You don't have to worry about uh, You know Exactly Because the worst thing Would be like For your example Right You're writing these books Based on real life experiences Right So you go Mm. And you you present it To a publishing house Right And they go Well you need to change X, Y, and Z Exactly I don't want to change X, Y It's my It's it's fucking the story up You know what I mean It's
2: bullshit But that's awesome So so how many books So you have four books Right now I have four books out right now. Okay. I have a fifth one that's in the works right now that I'm hoping, if everything goes according to plan, it should be out by the end of October. Okay. Um, and so I'm 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 trying to get some stuff situated with that. I'm not quite done with that project, but yes, right now I have a total of four that's out right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm kind of looking at the your most recent one, uh, the yearbook here, and I'm like, yep, that that sounds like eighth grade to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like trying to talk to girls and just uh, yeah, you know playing man. sports and yeah, I'm like, yep, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. is <laughs> the, the, the awkwardness thing. of it the worst, just, yeah see, man, the
2: crazy thing about that is 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 keep in mind I have two sons. My oldest one is twelve. Okay. So he's in that phase. Oh yeah. It's the worst you years of life. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's still in that four, phase man. now. And so I've i i talked to him, you know, a one on one father and son, like if you see a girl that you like, this is how you approach her. Mm-hmm. And my wife is not the same because obviously she comes from the 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 uh the opposite end. Yeah, yeah. You know? But of course, he doesn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Yeah. It works. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you think that I've been I've I've, I've been married to your mother for so long? Yeah, <laughs> like like no, it, it it is what it is. Yeah. But the uh, the uh, the uh, the funny thing is, but well, like a lot of people don't know, um, unless you've met, you know, like some some of my people in person, is that I took certain people in life, as you mentioned, real life, and 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 those are my cover photos. Okay. So 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 like, for example, Adam, as far as that cover that you're looking at, so. Uh, so the guy that's sitting on the ball—that's actually me in eighth grade, right? So my artist <laughs> took took uh, took uh, ah. took the, uh, the, uh, the the headshot, and he made it a cartoon version. The other guy that in, in the basketball jersey that's standing, up spinning the ball. That's the
1: guy that's spinning the ball? Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, that's my cousin Scooter.
1: Oh. It, all right.
2: And so and so back then he had the throw like that and everything like that, right? <laughs> the kid that's in the band is actually my oldest son Trey. Oh,
0: That's awesome.
2: Right. I, I I I implemented his face into it. And then ironically enough, the girl that's in the photo, that's actually my wife. That's pretty cool. And so, and so, and so, uh, and so, um, and so that's how I did it. I figured again, like you said, said to keep it at home base, to, uh, to give it some familiar faces. And honestly, man, I had a lot of fun with that book because again, like you said, everything in that book is literally real life. I was that kid that I could see a girl and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say to her.
0: Yeah. Like every yep, guy, for the most yeah, part, yeah. yeah. 99% of us, unless unless you're the 11-year-old kid getting laid by a teacher, none of us know what the hell we're doing, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, man.
2: A, a, a whole different era that we're in now.
0: All right, absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, e- it's even hotter these days, I can imagine, with everything else the kid's going to deal with, too, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> right. I would never See, want to
0: go back to that.
2: No nah, man, See, and that was, and that was, and that was a good reason for the book too, man. Was was to keep things simple, mm-hmm. man, because because the one thing I'm sure all of us can agree on, like kids are growing up extremely fast now, oh, versus whenever we were coming up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were able to take our time. We were still able to play outside. We were still able just to you know hang around, just just have true good fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, same way, like you mentioned before. Uh, we we didn't have social media. Yeah. we didn't have all, uh, all, all uh, of these extra distractions that would take our attention away from outside and you know things like that or whatever. Yeah. And so when I started writing the project, I said, "Man, I want to make it as simple as possible." And what let me know that that um, we were going in the right direction, it was a lady out of Georgia. She bought the book, and she posted her. Uh, uh, she bought the book for uh, for for her daughter. She posted a photo, and she said her daughter finished the book in two days. And so I said, we're on, on the, on the right track because of course, remind you of uh, the, the, the hardcover version of the book, I believe is pushing 200 pages oh, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Oh, okay. And so for her to finish it in two days, I said, okay, so we're on to something Yeah. yeah. and then we a lot more reviews about the book. And, and I've even had some parents say, yeah, I was the main character <laughs> in the book.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So
2: that was me when I was coming up and yeah. I said, okay, cool. So we're on to something people can relate because yeah, because the idea with uh, with my storytelling is to have uh, the parent and the kid to be able to talk at the end of the day. For me personally, it does no good for me to write a book that a kid can't talk to their mother or father about. It doesn't do any good for me. And so, so, so the, the, the full objective is for, for that kid to be able to talk to the mother and the father and say, man, man, this book was so fun. And, you know, we felt this way about it and that way about it and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, man, it was, it was a, it was a fun project. Um, here soon, I'll, I'll probably start on volume too. Uh, but I'm not exactly sure when that's going to take place. I got to finish this other book first. Yeah. And, then, and then from there, we'll for sure dive in there.
1: It's good that you said, as you mentioned, you know, keeping it simple, which I think is extremely important, especially today. Because let's face it, because of all these advances in technology, like people's attention span is like gone yeah. it's horrible yeah, it's i feel bleak. like that is a serious drawback of technology where people just they're they are gone they're out of it it's on to the next thing if they're not exactly. if they feel they don't need to get it they just give up or they just move on and
2: exactly. that's great
1: they recognize
2: and see, that and that's, yeah. and that's and that's how i knew we were in trouble as, as far as as a people if you will is because again like i said my son my oldest boy is in seventh grade and his school doesn't have shop class i said what you mean you don't have shop class he said no nah, man we never heard of shop class yeah. i said what yeah. And so I told my wife what whatever. I said, "No, nah, man, we got to figure this thing out." Because of course, whenever we were in school, we had shop class. So if you didn't know how to change a tire, you learned in school. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time you started driving, if you had a flat, you know how to change that tire. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't have home ec classes, where where you know you know prime example. If you want to show off your cooking skills, you could in home ec class. Yeah. So I, I told him. I said, "Yeah, this is is not gonna work, man." So 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 I've already been kind of plotting and planning some things. Uh, again, like I said, to keep it simple. But also to keep it fundamental. It's nothing worse than, in my mind, than raising a kid and sending him out in the world and he can't even change his own time. See,
0: you're smart because there's there's a generation, we're about the same age. We kind of grew up around the way. I'm 36, Adam's 37. We're like, we're in the same stuff. So we knew, we kind of grew up and we kind of had both the mix of the old school and the the new school, right? Yeah. So the generation that, you know, that's the next generation. I wouldn't say our children, but the, the between our children and ourselves. So, like, the 10-year-olds uh, oh, now, say, right? and Or kids in high school, I guess you could say right. safely, right? These kids are going into the world clueless.
2: Clueless. And it's yeah.
0: up to us as 30-something-year-olds with small children to make sure... That, that doesn't happen because right. w- we know, we're seeing it right now, right? The, the people who are going to take over after us, they they don't have the realistic idea of how society works in a sense, right? They don't know how to do things right. on their own. They're so obsessed about certain things. So I feel like now that we've seen this happen and now it's our job because I, I, I got a nine-month-old is to okay, make, right, sh- right. make sure he and your children, as I'm sure you're thinking the same way, is to make sure that they know they were raised like we were raised, right? right. And they were like, all right, well, this is going to happen. This is the things you're going to have to deal with. Um, and sometimes you're going to have to work a little bit because I feel like the generation between the kids and us yeah. don't know the work thing. They don't know. And yeah. they think it's, uh, you know, they handed, you know, here you go. Here's the car. Here's your cell phone not that you got to get a job at the mall and pay your car insurance otherwise you don't get a car you know oh, right. what i mean exactly, exactly. simple yep. things like that you know but but when you think about it when you get become an adult it's you're responsible you're learning responsibility you know it right. starts with a phone it starts with insurance gas money right but then it turns to rent you know yeah. or you know college or a mortgage yep. you know so it's like i'm i'm scared because these you know and we work with them you probably encounter them all the time they just don't know so, they right. need, these kids need books like, like you're writing to tell about your story because the kids growing up now have to be like, all right, we get it. We can't, we got to, we got to save this country.
2: <laughs> you know what I <laughs> <you> mean? <laughs> right, one way or another. Right. <laughs>
0: Damn, John, yeah. it was nice talking to you. Uh, where can we get your books? Where can people go and
2: buy these things? Most definitely. Yes, sir. So, so uh, for anyone interested, uh, they can check out my website. It's going to be johnsonbooks.org. Okay. Johnson, J O H N S O N books, B O O K S dot org, um, and all books are available on the site.
0: Awesome, and you get your fifth book coming out. You said uh, sometime in a month or so, right? A couple months. Yes, sir. All yeah, right. if everything
2: goes according to plan, that'll be out uh, at the end of October, early November.
0: Awesome, well, John. It was awesome talking to you tonight. Uh, people go out there buy his book. They said, "They seem there are life, there are real experiences." I mean, you can't beat that. It's fiction, but not fiction, right? It's like. Based on a true story, those are the best movies ever, right? Just think of all yeah. of uh, the movies we've ever seen. Those are the best ones because it's basically the real stuff. So, But uh, awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, um, thank you for sure. It's nice meeting you. Stay in touch. Hey, we'd man, like, to he- man, we'd man. like to hear. Most definitely. Good luck with uh, everything health-wise, and uh, hopefully uh, you, keep on trekking, man.
2: Most definitely. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much,
0: no man. No problem. Have a good night, man. Good
2: right, night. You too. You guys to be safe.
0: All right, everybody. it was uh, John Johnson from Dallas damn that's a story and a half I huh, am
1: I know time I hear it breaks my heart because it's like I you hear when people get like kidneys or any kind of organ transplant and everybody thinks like, oh, this is over like I got a transplant you know, but no, you have to take medication the rest of your life yeah. and you probably gonna have to get it again <laughs>
0: well, it's like that's the thing I didn't that's the thing I didn't realize I guess um, yeah. I learned today was the, the 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 shelf life on an implant is it's yep. not a lot. Yeah. So, Marco's uh, brother
1: is a kidney transplant recipient. Yeah, yeah, He has to get another one in a couple of years. That's like,
0: amazing to me. Yeah, so, that's insane. What, I guess the promising thing out of all of it is now that we have, we have they invented the artificial heart, right? So now one can get a fake heart put into their bodies that, you know, it's, I don't know how long it lasts. But,
1: yeah, that would scare
0: me. But at least it's like one of those things where it's like you can buy it off the shelf, right? So it's not like you have to worry about someone dying before you got a heart, right? So you can get an artificial heart put into you and if it lasts 3 years well you are just buying it's like buying tires for your car right every couple of years yeah. you're going to buy a new one which to me as a person who would need that would feel like all right well at least i could buy it when i need it you know what i mean but like something like a kidney which i like the kidney and the liver they haven't really figured out the filtration system of the human body yet to make it artificial or if they have they haven't made have figured it out enough like i know they can grow organs and stuff like i've seen like documentaries yeah. I, but we're, i think we're probably a decade away from that being yeah, 100
1: percent like, there for sure yeah, yeah
0: but i mean that's a scary thing to know that you it's like driving around i hate to compare it, your body to a vehicle but i mean it's essentially driving around with like a piece of your car that you know that's going to fail on you soon but you don't know when it's going to feel and when the worst situation exactly. or if you're going to have the 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 means to replace that piece if you know, and, you you know did, right? in
1: a way i think i'd rather have like a pig heart than an actual like artificial one. It this sounds ridiculous, but here's the thing. It's like that's the, you don't want to fuck around with your head and your and your heart. But it's yeah. like if when it I think of like computers and well, I've had computer problems before. Oh, yeah, I, like all these man made things that have broken down. Yeah, I don't want that to break down. <laughs> you no, know what I mean. So it's like I'd rather trust a pig heart.
0: <laughs> and that basically puts you are a step closest to being a bionic person. You know what I mean? You start getting man made pods put into you. It's like. Maybe yeah. Uh, maybe Ted uh, Maybe uh, Ted Williams' kids Had the right idea When they froze his head You know what I mean Like maybe at some point You know 50 years from now We can have a robotic uh, Ted Williams Well
1: that's fucking weird And then they were like Remember those reports That like part of it Like defrosted yeah, Or something that's, that's like that Yeah that's not good
0: I think no. that From talking to John earlier Um The fucking Kidney put in the wrong Um Facility They put it in the fridge Instead of the freezer Was the That's a Holy fuck
1: That sounds like a lawsuit
0: I mean, that is a, a freshly killed person, essentially, right, one way or another, whether it was natural causes or more or less a car accident or something like that, that they had donated their organs for another person with the intent, if anything ever happened to them, and the malpractice of the hospital or wherever they were to not, you know, efficiently take care of the organ. That just seems like the irresponsibility of that person. I mean, that's a that's a fireable offense right there. I mean, just think about that. I mean, think about if you were, like, working a job and, like, your only job was to, like, you know, make sure the president didn't get shot. But you were drinking a coffee at the time and he looked the other way and he got shot because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's like no. it, you, you're dealing with a life. I mean, that could have been his life right there, right? Yeah holy shit damn well, if you just joined us on the ID84 show we just talked to John Johnson a, uh, author of uh, four soon to be five uh, young adult uh, books pretty much about his life um, they're a fiction but with uh, based on a true story I guess you could say is probably the safe way to t- uh, talk about it um, and uh, a survivor of uh, kidney transplants which uh, for me uh, that's that moves everything over there Anyone, it's, oh God! I, I I'm still going to be thinking about this one. This is two weeks in a row if we had people who uh, survived, uh, you know, the Grim Reaper. You know, I mean the Grim, we, we, the Grim Reaper. <laughs> we know a guy, the Grim Reaper. Yeah, he's high. He's just walking around, walking into doors. The Grim Reaper is what I meant to say. <laughs> Maybe he the actually. Gr- sub- I'm gonna remember that one for a while. He that's actually survived the Grim. He survived the Grim the Grim Reaper too, because he said he never did any drugs or alcohol. So that's. you just gave me an
1: idea for a great Halloween costume. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> gonna be all dressed in green right
1: yeah but like still the costume
0: but all in green it's awesome <laughs> so uh up next at nine o'clock we should be getting uh comedian michi hall he was supposed to join us last week but i'm not uh, i guess there was a situation but uh we're a well, little it's nine o'clock now
1: yeah i think wait magna was supposed to join us at 9 30 so we're going to 10.
0: uh well i think Magno's probably i think they told him 9 15 i think we just scheduled oh, okay. him off because we're gonna get uh michi but uh I think we're just going to join them at the same time um, yeah, when they do yeah. come. So uh, when they do come on the Ad84 oh, show. man. I would like to take this time right now to uh, ask the ladies who are watching the show to, uh, if they're listening to it on a uh, speaker that they may have for a stereo system in the house, to uh, just sit on the speaker real quick. Boo. <laughs> if you all know, that's from one of my favorite movies called uh, Private Pots. Do you remember that scene?
1: Oh, I remember that. Yes, and how yes. it is
0: on the radio, and how it's, it's staring is uh, telling the girl who's calling him up to sit on the speaker of a very '80s version of a uh, stereo system, and to turn the bass all the way up, and to sit on it while great movie. someday. That's a, you know, it, it's uh, it's it was another uh, go back to John. Uh, it's funny talking about 2000, right? To like for me and you, it seems like it was yesterday, but it was really yeah, it 20 was. years ago, right? I mean, but while we were living it everything was pretty advanced at the time like we had cell phones we we're in high school like to the, it wasn't like weird yeah. I, well but, the thing
1: is too a lot of I, I realize not a lot of fashion has changed like there have been changes but yeah. like there wasn't as big of a gap like between the 80s and 90s huge gap oh in big fashion. time yeah yeah and even early 90s yeah. into 2000 yeah but now i feel like it hasn't
0: yeah, changed. so the kids are still wearing stuff that we wore, wore in high school. You know, jeans and T-shirts, yeah. and the, you know, like you get the flannel sometimes, and the, yeah, the, the fashion. I, I'm I don't I don't um, yeah. call myself a fashion connoisseur at any stretch of the imagination. I'm the T-shirt I'm wearing right now. I got my junior year of high school. It still fits me. Yeah. I okay. Am, so yeah. this is how often I change clothes. I throw away clothes when I get holes in them. I don't like to buy. I don't usually yeah, buy clothes, same right? So when I can't fit into them anymore, it's usually I, I go through a couple of pairs of jeans a year because I wear them seventy five percent of the time of the year. You know what I mean? But um, but the T shirt, like the T shirt I'm wearing right now, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell I got this ninth in the, in two thousand one, oh. right? I mean, oh. who would know? But I, mean, I I'm
1: sure, but I'm I agree with sure you. Some changes, but not the gaps. What I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's right? weird because the
0: sixties, the seventies, and the eighties, and like you said, the early nineties have a, a very unique. Like timestamp of the of the clothes they're wearing, and you could go back into like early two thousand movies and see what the kids are wearing in those, and it's not much off what the kids are wearing these days. Not much days. off. No. I wonder why that is. I wonder if we just finally accepted the fact that this is what people should wear, and I don't know. It's like nothing new. I mean, it's... other than Lady Gaga wearing like meat for uh, for a, you know, so you have an extreme uh, you know situation like her, but like for the most part, I think uh, things have pretty much been the same but like just think like we we talked about earlier well we were googling stuff real quick because we we're trying to figure out the name of the fucking uh movie um or the tv show and i i apple both the guy you know with uh and H- 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 mcgregor uh going there and traveling south america but we i, w- I would have probably went to bed tonight and probably would have thought of it until you know next week what the name of the show was Um uh, but we found out instantaneously on the google machine which is pretty yeah, I impressive it <laughs> and we'll probably forget it again, yeah I Like, I'll try, because like, I'm... like that's the thing I'll do Like, I know you'd probably do the same thing of like, you're trying to figure something, you hold off as far as possible Until you Google it Like, you'll just, like, push it, you know, and try to see if you can remember it like,
1: yeah, It's you... called my daily work life looking at GIS
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, the other day I was trying to figure out this kid in high school I went to school with I couldn't figure out his name for the life of me I could see his face I knew where he sat in homeroom I knew where his locker was and like i was thinking about him and i was like what the hell was his name i'm trying to figure out his name and i'm like it's my mind and, and then i had a memory lapse and then like three hours later it came to me i was like oh shit that was the name i was like ah oh. but i could have googled you, it i could have went on facebook do you remember
1: thing. stupid weird little things like i remember my freshman locker combination
0: yeah i remember stuff like that yeah i, I remember yeah, it's
1: weird how you, you could forget something that happened two days ago but you remember something that happened yeah, that's so insignificant. That's actually you pretty know? accurate.
0: I' gonna give you blindfold me and drop me into Revere High School and I've been out for almost 20 years now if you, you kidnap me, drop me into a random place in the high school and then un, and told me to find my locker and to find all my classrooms I ever been into, I could find all my classrooms and I could find my locker with no problem whatsoever.
1: I could get into the vicinity of my locker, like within a three-number radius, because they're so close together, three or four. And I know the, co- I knew the combination. I still know it's forty-seven, one twenty-seven. I don't, I remember, I know where it's located. I don't know the, remember the number specifically.
0: My locker was three lockers off. I would, I don't know the room number, but if I got into the hall, I could tell you where that room was. It was the first room after the fire door on the left. I was three lockers over, and I could tell because my high school crush, her last name was one letter off of mine, and she was right next to me. So I was tortured through four years of high school with my locker next to my high school crush, and she went, nothing to do with me.
1: I don't remember my high school locker. I remember my middle school, my sixth grade locker
0: combination. I, remember I don't my, know why, just that one. My middle school locker partners uh, were the following. I had uh, my friend Matt, um, seventh grade, for half the year until me and him got in a fist fight, and the guiding counsel made us change lockers. So I went with my friend Eddie Lou, who was on the show. He lives out in California. Me and him shared for the rest of 7th grade. And then when 8th grade came, me and good old Joey Monaco became locker partners for the all of 8th grade.
1: Now, do you honestly remember what that fist fight was about?
0: Yes. It was about nothing. It was like a science exactly. episode. <laughs> um, Middle school bullshit. Well, you know how like, 12-year-olds are just busting each other's balls all the time kind of thing? Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and then like, but if people would gang up, so some one day you'd be ganged up on the other days, you'd be ganging up on someone else. And it would it, just be a, you know, you'd just be busting people's balls and doing stupid shit, like knocking their books off the desk and just being like a cocksucker, just being an asshole 12, all 12 year olds are assholes. Right. When you think Pretty about much. it, and you just being an asshole 12 year old. And then one day, I guess it got to the point where me and him, were just kind of got like fisticuffs. Like it was just like a, like, we were in a, I remember biology class and uh it got to the point where we just busted each other's balls so many times like our tempers were just flaring all the testosterone was thrown through our bodies you know we're all like you know the fuck with that? we're all real we're, we're developing young boys just ready to go right and all of a sudden something pissed one of us off and the next thing you know we're fist the cuffs and we throw punches at each uh. other and then we get we get sent to the principal's office and then the guidance council talks to us and our mothers get sent to school and they're trying to figure out why we're fighting because they don't know what 12 year old boys do because they're our mothers and they never experienced 12 year old boys before. Now you and I if our kids got sent to the school for fighting we'd understand why well, yeah, the 12 year old boys they're going to fight but our mothers have no fucking clue why they're they were fighting. They were you guys are friends while you're fighting. They don't understand the dynamics of middle school right. I don't call
1: calling the dad in most cases. That's
0: what they should have done. They should have called our fathers and they would have been like, well, all right, you guys cool now? All right, you guys being all right? All right, you're good. And they suspended us for the day. You know, they sent us home. And, you know, you go back the next day and we're friends. You know how boys are. Boys don't hold great. Whatever. Next day, you're fine. Whatever. Sorry. Sorry, I punched you in the face. Things are good. But My
1: dad would have been like, did anybody have to go to the hospital? Yeah. No. All right, they're fine. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right. All right. Just
0: put, throw some fucking dirt on it and call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, rub
1: some dirt on it. Yeah. Rub some romatessen.
0: <laughs> it's funny, though, the mentality of, like, a mother. Like, I bet, like, Sue, like, if Henry gets in his first fight, she's going to be very, like... Yep. You know, very overprotective that's, and stuff. And that's you know? understandable. That's her baby, no And I'm gonna have to explain to her. I'm like, well, but you know, he's it's, it's it's what we do. You know, when you're especially when you're like a teenager, your 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 you're fucking dick gets hard for no reason, right? That's and awesome. you and you're seeing these girls, <laughs> and you don't know how to you you get the equipment, but you don't know how to use it. It's the frustration behind there, and you know, like, and I can only imagine. I remember like, I was we were at the age where like internet porn was now a thing. Yeah. Dot like,
1: matrix printers
0: Dot yeah exactly How many fucking naked girls did you print out On a, a piece of paper that you had to rip the Freaking tracks off the side when you done it have a a And my
1: mom found <laughs> them behind my Boom box and called my best friend's mom
0: <laughs> The best was When yes. you, you go to a friend's house and you discover Their dad's porn collection uh, And uh, <sighs> it's funny too because when you Think about that like when we're in middle school Say you're 12 years old and you're at your dad's Friend's house or you're at your, your friend's house And you find your, their dad's porn collection their dads were the same age we are right now. Doesn't that fuck if your mind?
1: That does fuck if my mind.
0: Picture having a 12 year old kid now, right? And then him, him and his friend snooping around in your office finding your point. Like, that's like, it's now, as I'm like, I, I watch movies and stuff right now, and like, I hear stories when I was a kid, and I go, well, how old were my parents at the time? They were my age right now. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I'm like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, like what, you know what fucks me up large. is, um who's that kid? Pete. um... The guy in Saturday life whose father died in 911. Um he's the comedian Peter, He was dated Ariana Grande. Uh
1: Pete I T- uh, no, uh, he's, he's, he's like all over the place. Yeah. Uh bu- bu- bu-
0: He was like 40- Davidson. Pete Davidson. Davidson. He was like uh 4 or 5 years old when his dad died 911, right? So like he's probably about 10 years younger than us, right? Give or take. The fucked up story I was reading I was reading some information on his dad. His dad was 33. When he died in 9 11, he was a firefighter in one of the buildings that came down. 33, that's several years younger than you and I. Can you, and like, to put yourself in that situation, it's like, can you imagine being our age or younger going into a fucking building? Like, I mean, that's your job, I guess. I guess you were a firefighter. You're seven. You're seven, seven years old. So imagine I'm a seven year old. Like, to me, that, 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 I think that part of the story fucked me up more than anything else because I was relating with the dad more than the kid. Because I was like, wow, I was his age a couple of years ago, you know.
1: I think we just found, we just cracked a mystery here, Artie. Mm. Remember, we always talked about how the hell does this guy get laid constantly? Mm. That story, right there. You
0: think, you think so?
1: <laughs> oh, definitely.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a terrible. Like, I wouldn't want to say, "Hey guys, go out there and test it at the boss. because that's a terrible story to make up, make to like to say you were involved in if you weren't really involved <laughs> in. It. But that's sad. If you were involved in a story like that, it'd be worth. To find out if that actually works, but you think that really worked if I ran the I on the grande though?
1: No, because that lasts like a long term. And same thing with the uh, Kate Beckinsale.
0: He dated Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. For real. Even though she's like forty, but she's still hot. This guy must have like a fucking dick that's like two inch, two feet long. How's he I pulling know, these? Kate. Kate Beckinsale was with uh, who's she with now? I don't
1: think she's with anybody right now. Um, she is. Wait,
0: who who's the one who's with the picture of the uh? Of Van of um Vanland. who's Vanland Verlander with?
1: Oh, uh, he's married to. Uh...
0: It's not Kate Beckinsale, is it?
1: No, the blonde, uh, the the busty blonde. It's like, I'm not a sex object. Yeah. Um,
0: what the hell's her name? It's uh she's a model.
1: horrible. Um,
0: it's like a Victoria's Secret model.
1: I can see her in my head. She's blonde. Uh, Kate Upton.
0: Oh, I right. knew it was a Kate. Yeah. And Verlander, there's a fucking ugly individual too. You know what I mean? And me and you are ugly individuals, too. It just takes... Hey, you know, hey! I'm just saying. I'm sensitive. I mean, I'm a Pisces, dude. We're not... <laughs> I mean, oh, we're better looking than uh, Pete Davidson. I'll give us that much yes, right there. thank but, you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, someday we'll... It's, it's, it's a matter of just, uh I guess, love is blind, they say, right? You know, you got to get that good one, and you got to reel it in, you know? True. You missed that as we're waiting for... Uh, uh, but the the rest of the guests tonight. Hopefully, uh, Ryan Glover didn't I, give I, them, I don't think they're coming. We'll, we'll, we'll give them. Uh, we'll give them like ten moments. But I, I today. Right, we'll so them today them. at lunch today, I uh, since we didn't do our usual lunch walk together, I uh, walked to uh, Tasty Burger. Oh, you so, did. Fuck
1: you. So <laughs> no. it took
0: me. 20, so it took twenty two minutes to walk to Tasty Burger. So the inside the inside's closed. The bar's closed. You can't buy alcohol. You can't do anything. You can't drink beer. You can only you can sit inside. If you want to, don't want to sit outside, but you have to order through the takeout window. And okay. it was like you looking through the window; it was like a ghost town. Like the bar looked like it was like a, a restaurant out of business. All the seats were up and stuff. So it took me 22 minutes to walk to Tasty Burger. It was a mile and a half, and I was like, "Nice, I got a nice mile and a half." But I ate a, a burger that probably had about 50,000 calories and French fries as I walked back to work and drank a Coke, which was probably so. Everything I gained in the three-mile walk round trip was just uh, thrown away. But the reason I wanted to walk was because I wanted to check out the progress of the uh, garden and the uh, Charlestown Bridge. So, apparently, downstairs... no, when you go to, like, the garden, there was, like, a McDonald's and a Dunkin' Donuts downstairs. They're actually blowing those walls out, and it's going to be a giant food court with, like, 13 different restaurants. like, really good, cool little fast food restaurants being built right now. So, it's going to be like going to Quincy Market when you walk through with all the restaurants on the side, stuff like that. So, this is basically going to be underneath the garden. So, like... So, basically, going to a game, you're going to have, like, like 50 different options in that area to eat before after, during. Like, it's, like, a really cool little thing. It's it's called, um... Oh, what the fuck was it called? I think it was called the under Undergarden. Underground or Undergraden or something like that. It was a like pretty cool little development they're doing. And it's built in the building that's attached to the garden, which was once formerly the old garden. If you remember that. You would have to be, uh... If you're 10 years younger than us, you don't remember the old garden at all, because I don't think I,
1: I just I just tried to type undergarden, and what came up first was Boston activist helps Kuwaiti trans women.
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing to come up for undergarden. That's a little odd, actually. Why would that be related? Someone did, someone didn't do their tagging very well. I going to say oh, no. when they uh, were placing that vlog. Interesting. But, um, so next, we'll talk about, while well, we're waiting for, uh, Michi Hall, I think he's probably gonna be a no-show at this point Um, I don't see him on, and, uh, we're gonna, waiting for rapper, uh, Mang- I was gonna say Magno Magno, what were you gonna say? What we kept calling to yeah, call him? Magnum Magnum are gonna call him Mango Mango <laughs> Garcia Mango uh, Magnum Garcia We're gonna give him a few more minutes here, and if they don't join us, then we're gonna call it a show But, um Next week on the show we have uh, musician Ro Jones, who we interviewed. Um, God, uh, four no five three years ago, well, three and a half years ago. It was like the winter of two thousand seventeen. He came on the uh, Adi and Eric show, and I believe you were there that night. Oh, um, 17, and Seventeen, definitely. He was very interested in That character, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, you were definitely there. Um, and then a day. A.D. Jackson, not quite sure what he does or what he's doing, or if it's a girl. It could be a girl. It could be a guy.
1: What does Roe Jones do?
0: He's a musician.
1: Oh, okay. I was looking at somebody else. Yeah, no, he's
0: a rapper, if you will. Um, A.D. Jackson could be a girl. Could be a guy. Could be Alan Jackson, for all we know, the country singer. We don't know. But uh, Ryan kind of left us with this, so we're going to try to. Figure it out.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna
0: pull through, and we're gonna. Yeah, I got my quarantine beard going. I'm I'm refusing to shave at this point because I figure why bother shaving? When I'm wearing a mask all day.
1: Sure. I shave once a week. Yeah, I let it grow and then I shave it on, on like Friday, Saturday. This is
0: like three weeks worth on me right now because I don't. That's grow, three weeks you know, on you. I've been, I I've been cleaning it up a little bit, like up here and like right here on the neck. But when I wear my mask, when I go to like like the bad job, you can't even see it anyway. So I'm like, well. But I did notice it is getting itchy a little bit when it's starting to grow a little longer, so I'm gonna probably have to trim it back a little bit. But the uh, fucking mask, man, what is the
1: oily heck? yet? Mine's getting kind of oily.
0: What the bed? Yeah, yeah, like when you go to it, it's still oily. I end up drying. My, I have dry skin as it is, so I I do a lot of scrubbing. I do a lot of that uh, Neutrogena, uh-huh. uh, you know, face uh, douche, if you will. You know, I really <laughs> douche it out really well. I use my wife's. Uh, very expensive, fancy soaps when I'm in the shower, and she's like, well, why are you using my stuff for?" And I'm like, "Well, you have a loofah. uh, my our old apartment had a loofah. We I don't think we have a loofah now. I don't know where the loofah went. Lackey like Joey thing. Joe had a loofah. Joe was ah a- there. <laughs> yeah, no. Double back had a. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain that's a few times I've used the shower when we were living together. Um, <laughs> he had a variety of uh, loofahs there. I bet Power Hour has a loofah. I'm gonna go in his shower. I'm gonna see what he has down there for us. I would never
1: have a loofah. The only loofah that'd be playing, it'd be in my apartment is loofah Vandros.
0: Ooh, the ladies' There you go. You know? That'd be funny <laughs> if you had you had a girl over and, and and you were like, listen, I got the night for you. I'm gonna be cooking you dinner. It's gonna be very romantic, and we got we got live music. And you're like live music, and you're sitting there and your you dining room, you're eating right, and Luther Vandross Vandros sitting over there with a karaoke machine, just serenading you through the night. That'd be something to say. I mean, that's something... Is that's he still a...
1: alive? He's still alive, right?
0: Ooh, I think he I actually just recently died. Maybe a few years ago. What about ago? Barry White?
1: I think I might be getting confused. Oh, Barry
0: White definitely died. He had, like, a hot issue. He had, like, the... He had the... Barry White had the uh, the, the comedian, yeah. the big black eye. He icon. died
1: no... Luther Vanders died no five.
0: He died no five. I feel like he died yesterday. Okay, so my sense of timing is off. Did Barry White died after him, right? It was 2008.
1: Barry White... Um...
0: 2003. So she died before, so Barry White died then Luther Vandross died?
1: Yeah.
0: And then Bernie Mac died after that. Bernie Mac was definitely yeah. 2008.
1: Bernie Mac. Did he die in pneumonia? Who died in
0: pneumonia? Yeah, it was like a lung thing August of 2008, right? Am I right? Uh, uh, yeah, August uh, 9, 2008. You know how I yep. remember that? I was in orientation for grad school and I remember someone's like, "Dude, my my brother just texted me. Bernie Mac's dead." And I'm like, "What?" That's gonna, uh, Facebook. So,
1: Almost died. There was someone else, another African American actor, died. Something like, why did he die?
0: of That um, pneumonia. I can't remember. Bernie Mac had some. He had something like fluid in his lungs. Something it turned into like concrete, and he couldn't breathe or something like that. I think it was something like horrific, like that. He had like a really bad like. Uh, 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 I was going to say vascular, but it's not vascular.
1: Cardiosis. Yeah, it's a form of pneumonia. Complications from pneumonia.
0: Jesus Christ. If you had that now, the corona would definitely take him out.
1: Oh, big time, he'd be gone. Jesus
0: Christ. If I had if I had a, a disease like I, I I meant to ask uh, John about that too because he's a high risk for uh, the the corona. Like if he got oh, sick, oh, I'm like what wow. the fuck Yeah, you gonna... usually
1: do ask about the corona yeah, too. I'm surprised.
0: I, I, I usually I, I'm trying to push away from the corona because uh but now I mean that he's probably the one guy we probably should have talked about corona with. It's true. I mean, we talk about yeah. the we talk about the porn stars about Corona, we, but we don't talk about a guy who possibly <laughs> have issues because he has a someone's kidney that's not his. True. Jesus. Oh God. I don't. Know. I don't think anyone would give me their organ. To be honest with you, I think there's probably people have a list and be like, yeah, don't give it to that guy.
1: Well, they wouldn't know you. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, you end up on a list and it's years long, and hopefully,
0: yeah. But they, they, like, I, my list has like certain people I don't want to have that organ. If this person dies and needs my organ, you can't have it. That's what I say, they're like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Nothing, nothing. I can't do anything about it because I'm dead. If you're taking organs out of me, it's probably something bad happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, like, you think they should? What? How do you feel about this? Here's, well, here's a situation for you. Since we're talking about it like that, um, prisoners, right? When they die, should the state automatically I know it's probably a religious thing about that but like like it's a really or like you know I know some back in the day they would use them for medical research and stuff like that and all that stuff but like what what's your feel on if a prisoner dies and say they're like our age and they're fairly healthy or they something happens or they get you know stabbed or shot in prison about just harvesting their organs.
1: I get what you're saying, but like at the same time, that's like saying they they mean absolutely nothing just because they're in prison. Like, shouldn't their family have a say? I think their family yeah. should have a say.
0: No, I agree. I'm just kind of I'm kind of yeah. like throwing it out there to see because like I and I think a religious thing is also a big issue as well too because I know a lot of coaches don't want you to remove your organs when you pass away because it's a you feel like when you go to the afterlife you'd be taking a piece of them out of them i guess i mean yeah
1: something like that but,
0: but i know but back in the day they used to practice like what they used to call those um patients uh they have like a weird funny name like uh but they used to take like Dead patient, like dead prisoners and stuff, and you do tests on them and stuff like that all the time.
1: Oh, this is weird shit, bro. The Egyptians used to take out the brain through the nose.
0: Yeah, I, I know, like Yeah, that's interesting. That's fucking weird. <laughs> very, very, very painful. I would say. Imagine getting oh god! Just I, I, I took a I took two Corona tests and they uh, stick a friggin' two uh uh, uh Q tip up my nose.
1: That's wow. what James was saying, "I'm like, why are you complaining? At least they didn't stick it in your ass."
0: It's true. That's how they <laughs> take my uh, temperature every time I go to work on the weekends. They they do an anal temperature because they say it's more accurate. But I requested it, so so I guess it's my own fault. No, but the uh, the COVID test, it's like a giant Q-tip. Then you get a, it makes you tear up a little bit because you get the sinuses right up top. But I had a friend who had to get a gonorrhea test, and the same Q-tip they use for COVID is the same one they stick in your pee hole. They
1: don't do that anymore They don't, they don't, do, don't do that anymore No They don't at all Nope They just hand you the pills And say take these
0: But they don't even test uh, for it anymore To make sure you don't No have it.
1: I remember I had to, As a precautionary I was given those once Because really? I was told I was with somebody that was uh, An ex of mine Contacted me once And I tested positive for this I went to my doctor He didn't even test me He's like He wrote me a prescription He's like Here take five of these at once And you're done
0: So it's like a penicillin Or some kind of Yeah it's,
1: it's nothing anymore
0: Wow I remember <laughs> They don't he- even test you we have a former co-host that his name will go on and announce, but if you do the figure it out, you can figure it out yourself, who uh, back in the day told me about the time you got a gonorrhea assassin. It was the Q-tip in the pee hole. And I was like, ooh. I mean, I, ooh. Wait, maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking
1: chlamydia, actually. I'm thinking chlamydia. Maybe
0: it's chlamydia. Maybe it's. I don't know which one they do it for. I don't them. know about
1: anything about gonorrhea. I'm talking about chlamydia. Yeah.
0: Gonorrhea, chlamydia. I talked to an old sailor once who told me when you, to, how to get rid of crabs back in the day. You know what they used to do? they used to make you jump in a gallon of uh, diesel fuel and sit in it for like 15 minutes and I would kill it naked or they would shave half your pubes and set the other half on fire so, I, don't, I don't know yeah that. Th- this is like this is like 1950s 1960s 1970s uh, old sailor uh, treatments because you know the sailors imagine being back in the day before the HIV like they're only concerned was like crabs well, getting a, pre- a chick pregnant. No, I guess that was probably the biggest one, right? Yeah, probably. Worrying about getting a broad pregnant, and then uh, the crabs. But they didn't have to worry about like the the HIV or the of the oh the uh, hepatitis. Yeah. I'm more afraid of the hepatitis. To be honest with you.
1: No, but I remember going through that because my that's just fucking evil. Like, because here's the thing: I remember I was with some. This is like just out of high school. Yeah. This girl I was with, I slept with her. Then I broke up with her, and then her friend she calls me and tells me that. She tested positive for chlamydia, and I need to get tested. This is like months later. Jesus. So I was within the range, so I had to get tested. Yeah. But then her friend tells me she's full of shit, and she's just mad at you because you broke up with her. That's a So I up. didn't know what was true or not, but that's just fucking evil. That's if that's not up. true, that's fucking... That's how evil women can be. Well, it's fucking bl- twisted.
0: I don't blame you for taking the crush. I remember uh, measures just in case, but...
1: Of, co- of course I'm going to the fucking doctor. No, but like my doctor was like here, prescription, take this, you're fine. And you know, I've been tested since then, obviously. That's like that was in fucking right after high school. That's But fucked like, up. yeah, that was that's bullshit.
0: That's you fucked know? up. That's a fucked up thing to do. Girls are fucked. Yeah, that's up. a really fucked up thing do. <laughs> Girls do some weird things. Late guys out there, be careful. Girls are great. You know? They call it, say what they want to say about the men, but the girls. are crazy. Hey, one thing I wanna point out real quick. Uh, we'll give it another minute, then we'll probably bring the show down to a conclusion for the night. But uh, let's like, go oh, touch a little bit about the uh, presidential race real quick. Uh, I don't know if you noticed the other day. Um, so Biden and Harris were on this like tour and uh, there was a little slip up. Did you what see is this? That? What so, did so he said the Harris um, campaign instead of the Biden campaign. Usually the president is the flagship of the campaign. And then Harris did also the Harris campaign in one of her speeches. So now the Democrats are calling it a, a, a teleprompter issue. But uh, we were talking about the other day about the possibility of when Biden gets elected, he's just going to step down. Like, that's the whole game plan at this point. And this uh, brings a little uh, more evidence to that that possible uh, conspiracy theory. I know you love I your do. conspiracy theories. I do. This whole election is based on conspiracy, conspiracy theories, is it, is it not? I mean...
1: It is. It's... It's something I, I Oh God, I can't believe it's only like a month. It's only a couple months away. Yeah, we're six, it doesn't feel that way. We
0: are six weeks away from election day in six weeks. In six weeks, two things are going to happen. The coronavirus is going to go away and we're going to have an election too. Well,
1: at least I'm going to use that as an excuse to leave early because I got to go vote.
0: <laughs> That's right. You got to go vote. Unless you did your mail in. You do the mail in. I'm not going to do the mail in. I, I want to go. I don't think I feel like a lot of people are not doing the mail in. To be honest, with you. like I I I mean I don't know anyone personally who are doing the mail. I know that I know people do absentee's, which is a little bit different. That's like an elderly person or a person can't make it to the the polls. Your absentee ballots are already due. I think they were due or due the end of this week. Um, but I don't know the difference. I don't know why you just don't do that. Like I don't know why that's not an option. It seems very weird because it's like you have your absentee ballots, but then you have your mail-in ballots. Well, what's the difference? They're both really the same. You yeah, know. I
1: don't know. I have no
0: idea. There's some right. guy at the post office right now pissing on a pile. Was, you was know, that scene in uh, Major League when uh, a Dohen comes over and goes, "In my contract says I don't have to do unnecessary calisthenics," and the coach yeah. pisses on it. That's yeah. a, there's a postal worker right now said some post office pissing on a pile of mail and mail and ballots.
1: I gotta watch that movie again. I remember on the second one, he became the owner of the team, but he didn't get a second baseman because he was a second baseman or something like that. So it A was third baseman. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then
0: he's the only guy to actually be in Major League 3 back to the minors.
1: I still haven't seen that one, actually.
0: So I actually... That's the only one i ever seen in the movie theater. I was in the... I was like in 6th grade or 7th grade. We went to the old showcase cinema in Riviera, and we seen Major League 3 back to the minors. And it was basically... He was uh something happened. He ended up playing for the minor league team or something. Like it's way that Dawn became the main character throughout the three series when it should have been well, it should have been Charlie Sheen, but he decided it kind of that kind of character kind of fizzled out a little bit because Dawn's the only one who's in the same in all three movies, I guess. But all right, well I guess that's the show. I guess all right. We had two no shows tonight, so it is what it is but we had a good conversation with uh jonathan uh johnson tonight uh get his book or was it uh was it jonathan johnson.com i believe
1: uh, dot org dot org yes
0: uh, yeah. i'd say just go there we'll have his information on the uh in, in the uh info of this podcast and whatnot but uh great guest tonight great story um mr mallet you plug in anything
1: just as usual You can check out uh, The whirlwind potato On YouTube If you want And uh, check out Thepaki.com As always And see you next week
0: Cool And yeah uh, We have no more Ryan Glover So you can catch Some of his old uh, Reports On the uh, packy And uh, check out Some of the old Episodes on the packy, Spotify iTunes Anywhere you listen To your podcasts And any way you view So we're everywhere You want to be We like American Express So I guess you guys All have a good week And we'll see you later Bye